This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1362, Creating Fulfilling Opportunities by Callista T of CallistaT.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy that reads articles to you so they can take a break from staring at a screen. I have a more rare, special guest for you today, Callista T. She has a very unique story of being thrown out of a car. Doctors saying she wouldn't be able to live independently even, but actually recovering and luckily here to talk about it. She's now a digital marketer and lifestyle blogger, and having survived that accident, she brings awareness to the importance of taking an active approach in changing her outcome. She's also passionate about bringing you a sense of home in plant-based foods on New Cuisine, that's N-O-U-Cuisine.com, where you can find plant-based recipes and products, and you can find her at CallistaT.com or on Instagram at CallistaT. Those are linked in this episode's description, along with the blog I'm narrating from her. For now, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Creating Fulfilling Opportunities by Callista T of CallistaT.com. When I was first approached about hosting a workshop for a business club, I was honestly a little scared and definitely not ready to give a speech to so many of our members. However, a quick peek in my journal would reveal a commitment I've made last year to say yes to opportunities that align with my value and add to me as a person. Because honestly, you're never really ready to do anything. Tony Robbins famously said, instead of focusing on what we're not getting, focus on what we're not giving. This seemingly simple statement made a 180 degree shift in the way I think. It made me realize not all pies are sliced equally. We may extend our best effort to slice them perfectly, but the fillings, like ourselves, are usually messy. This is especially common when we're applying to jobs. We know we're good enough, we have the qualifications, we really do care about the company's mission, but we never get a call back. In an attempt to feel better about ourselves, we blame the applicant tracking system for filtering our resumes out or the recruiter for not reading the cover letter that we poured our heart and soul into. What if we stopped pushing the blame on others and started thinking about what we're not giving them? How can we turn this story around to create situations for us to be the best versions of ourselves. Number one, creativity. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word creativity? Patterns, texture, watercolor? Being creative is not entirely exclusive to artists. If you take a full spin on where you are currently standing, you'll see that creativity surrounds us. You hold the power to create. But first, you have to tread the fine lines of creation and consumption carefully. This is no stranger to all of us. We consume massive amounts of content from Netflix to YouTube videos, blogs, podcasts, and more for up to 10 and a half hours per day. If you're awake for 17 hours, that's more than 50% of your day spent on consumption. However, in contrast with the anti-media outlets will tell you, consumption doesn't necessarily make you an unproductive person. In fact, consumption is imperative to the creative process. It fuels the creation of ideas. But what's a good ratio? The great builder of an active consumption bucket is the act of running things through before your inspiration slips. The trick? To consume consciously, healthily, and intentionally. Think about how you can apply it to your creative process. Start a conversation with someone sitting next to you about the topic, or run a marketing campaign based on the ideas you extracted from the experience. Number two, the good ratio. Brad Stolberg, the co-author of Peak Performance, suggests netting out a 33-33-33 breakdown 
among consumption, thinking and connecting ideas, and creation. He emphasized the importance to look at these activities in a bigger picture. Instead of asking ourselves, how much have we created today? We allow ourselves to traverse the range of our creative journeys over a month or a year. Just like the art of making pies, there'll always be periods where we allocate a huge slice of time to doing research on the best flavor pairings and pie crusting techniques and using what remains to put them into practice and ultimately bake them to perfection. Number three, realize we have it in ourselves too. We all have rolled our eyes when someone we aspire to be says, if I can do it, you can too. As much as I hate to admit it, they are absolutely right. Having them speak to us through different mediums doesn't mean they are any more or less than what we're capable of. Some of us prefer to remain behind the scenes while a select few enjoy basking in the limelight. Some individuals give good financial insights while others give better fashion advice. No matter what role we play, we harness our knowledge and power differently to provide certain values for others. Now, what do you have to offer that you're not giving yet? Number four, anticipate the fall. One of the lessons drilled in our early stage of life is that both failing and falling is embarrassing, especially in public. However, the fear of failing or falling for that matter might just be the element that is holding us back from what we're truly capable of. When we're scared, we find ourselves procrastinating and weak to fight for what's to come. As a result, we start believing that we simply do not have what it takes to get the job done. A good way to tackle an unfamiliar or uncomfortable situation is, on the contrary, to anticipate the fall. What's the worst case scenario? Map out the possibilities, research ways to tackle them, recite it in your head, and take a step through the door confidently. Even if you find yourself landing on shaky grounds, you'll see that it actually isn't that bad. This process helps solidify our sense of self-assurance that we find only within ourselves. It takes our suffocating need for external validation down a notch. By believing you have the skill set and tenacity to work on something otherwise alien to you, it primes you with the fact that you now know you can do whatever you set your mind to. Number five, be, do, have. To put it in a more tangible context, Imagine a case study for yourself. In order to create the best possible opportunities, we sometimes have to act the part. Consider your number one look. What is a distinct feature about you? What do you want to be known for? You can start off by listing down the compliments you get most often. Number two, tone. How do you speak to people? What are the words you frequently use? Are you straightforward in your approach? Motherly or soft? Number three, passion. What do you usually look forward to working on when you're not working? Number four, skills. What value do you provide for others? How do you make others feel? Number five, mantra. What's the main message you'd like to convey through your presence? What's your story? Next, think of someone who can hold you accountable. Nothing shrivels an effort to developing oneself more than a partner that doesn't truly believe in what you're working on. Instead, find someone you can trust to put you in your place when you need to. This is arguably the most beautiful part of the process. You can fall freely, knowing that your failure doesn't make your forthcoming success any lesser. With an extra pair of hands guiding you, it'll only help you bounce back even stronger. Through the effort of developing yourself professionally and personally, you'll find that the more you show up, the less intimidated you will be. 
Your archive of work will stand stronger and more doors will be left ajar or wide open for you. Opportunities don't often knock twice, and when they do, I hope you'll find the courage in yourself to say yes to them. Send particular care towards the areas you wanna work on most and the values you seek to provide because, quote, you create opportunities by performing, not complaining, says Muriel Siebert. You just listened to the post titled Creating Fulfilling Opportunities by Callista T of CallistaT.com. You can find the article at oldpodcast.com along with some info about her and come by her site. She actually has a video sharing some insight into the accident I mentioned and how it's changed her life. It's really powerful. That's at CallistaT.com and come by newcuisine.com. That's N-O-U cuisine.com for delicious plant-based recipes and products. The anticipating of the fall is something I definitely relate to. I usually ask that to myself, my friends, business partner, pretty much anyone when they're stressed about something or afraid. And sometimes the answer is actually scary. Like if you're gonna go hang gliding, what's the worst that can happen? Well, yeah, you can die. That's a real thing. So it's not always a question to lighten the situation, but to actually really assess it openly, which is nice. And definitely agree about the accountability partner too that she mentioned. It's super helpful keeps things in the front of your mind. That's all I have for you today. I'll leave it there. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.